This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Welcome back to this episode of Inside the Forest. I'm your host, Cameron Lemons Debro. Georgia Tech week, personally a favorite week for me, given my hometown and my allegiances growing up. Georgia Tech fighting Yellow Jackets are coming to the CW. So right after a rerun of Superhuman or Jerry Springer, I think you'll have a lovely, a lovely kickoff. Maybe or something. Yeah. I think the flash might be there. We don't know. Uh First ever game for Wake Forest in the CW, 6.30. Wake's first not 12 o'clock kickoff in a couple of weeks. It's lovely. So I obviously wanted to get a little bit about Georgia Tech. We haven't played them since, I believe, 2017 because divisions are dumb. I brought in Garrett Chapman. Garrett Chapman, how are you doing today? Fantastic. Ready for this game. Very important game, I'd say, for, for Georgia Tech. So uh, really much looking forward to this one. So you, you, t- you said important game, and I think both teams are a bit of an angsty period right now. You know, what were the expectations for Georgia Tech coming off of a, a kind of a first year? Brent Key coached a little bit, coached the second half of last year. But what were the expectations for this team coming in and have they lived up so far? Um, expectations. It, it's it's difficult to put expectations on a new head coach. Um, and, and yeah, I, I'm going to say he's a new head coach. I know he yeah. was the interim last year and in four and four, pretty good into the season, but I am going to say he's a new head coach because he hasn't been through a full offseason. This was his first real offseason where he puts his guys in place. He hires a coaching staff and, and does what he wants to do with the team and, and really directs the the future of where Georgia Tech football is going. Um, and I'm, I'm confident in Brent Key, just in general, just want to get that out of the way. But as far as expectations for this season, I think that was a bit of a mixed bag. Um Recruiting left a little bit to be desired, so they have some holes in some places, um, and I think that might be become evident in this game. It became evident clearly in the game last week against Ole Miss, um, and then again against Louisville. But I think the expectations for this team, my personal expectations, I can speak for me, I I could see like six or seven wins. Um, seven is becoming increasingly unlikely, I would say, but I think this can be a bowl team. Um but again, like I started off by saying this is an extremely important game for Georgia Tech. It's because they need to win games like this or at least one or two of these down the stretch. I mean, they've got a tough schedule. It's a tough, tough schedule. They started off with Louisville, who's, who's of course, 3-0 under Jeff Brom. Um, and then all of a sudden you have Ole Miss. And, and On the road. A really tough game. On the road. <laughs> On the road. They're top 15 team in the country right now. Um, but one thing you want to look at, the growth of this team – specifically in those two games, they had Ole Miss, I don't want to say on the ropes, but they were, it was a seven point game in the fourth quarter. Right. They absolutely had Louisville on the ropes. They were up big in the first half before falling apart in the second half. And I I think we'll get into that later, but um, expectations, six, seven wins was what I was expecting. And that's kind of what I'm going to expect down the stretch. I'm going to hold Brinky to that. Yeah. I think that's very fair. I mean, my interpretation of this team coming in was always going to be, 
a really, really scrappy team that's going to get yeah. somebody. You don't know who, but someone that's going to be ranked or probably undefeated is, is going is going to get snapped yeah. up by this team. They mm-hmm. I, vibes are are just better than they were underneath the old head coach. But you mentioned that you know you had Ole Miss a little bit on the ropes. You had Louisville on the ropes. Both those games kind of followed a, a weird trend of it felt like one quarter Georgia Tech was just would just hammer away at something. I think it was the second quarter for uh, the Louisville game, and the third quarter for for the Ole Miss game. Mm-hmm. But the other probably six quarters out of those two games, things looked like they were just a mismatch piece of a team that's in their first year. Yeah. Which one is the Georgia Tech, or is it obviously somewhere in the middle? Your guess is as good as mine, Cam. <laughs> Honestly, I, I think we're starting to see the foundation of a culture. Um, and that just comes with toughness and mental yeah. fortitude and everything else. But that doesn't happen right away. And, and that's just the way it goes. I, I think this team has some obvious strengths led by Haynes King on offense. I think he's been just marvelous in his first year. Um, Trey Cooley at, at running back has been fantastic. I mean, Eric Singleton, the true freshman, has been fantastic. They have obvious strengths. The secondary, I think, is really good. Um, but then they have some obvious weaknesses as well. And that, that became glaring in, in the game against Louisville where tackling became a problem. That became an issue against Ole Miss where, again, tackling was a problem. It became an issue against South Carolina State where tackling was a problem. <laughs> and they allowed explosive plays, and the explosive plays really came to a head in the fourth quarter against Ole Miss. Um, I mean, just look at it this way. They've allowed 7.6 points per game on off. Uh, excuse me. They've allowed that on defense in first halves of games. Second halves, it's 25.6. So I don't know what's happening in that locker room, but they've come out and they've been a not so good team in the second half of of all of their games this season. So, I mean, on the defensive side of the ball, it feels like running the ball is where you want to get this sort of tech team. Yeah. Has it been a combination of the defensive line not really getting off? Are the linebackers missing gaps? What walk us through what's happening there? Um, I think it's a combination of a bunch of factors. I mean, it's football. I mean, in every matchup, it's going to be different, of course. Um, and when you face a team like a Jeff Brom led team, they have, I think, one, George Jordan's one of the best, if not the best, running backs in the, in, in the ACC. Yeah. Um, and then week two, you face a, an option offense in South Carolina State. And then week three, you face the best running back, I think, in the country, in Quinshawn Junkins. Yeah. Granted, he was a little banged up in this one, right. but he's a Quinshawn Junkins, okay? And it's it's a Lane Kiffin-led offense where they're going to want to run the ball, and they ran the ball very effectively down the stretch. Um, so I think it's a combination of those three those three teams, just their bread and butter is running the football. Yeah. And the fact tackling has been an issue, like I mentioned before, it's now the fourth time I've said that. <laughs> Sensing a theme here. <laughs> Cam, it, tackling has been an issue for open field tackling. Um, okay. But no, I think, and then it's the fact that you lost your top two two linebackers yeah. last year. And and then they've brought in a couple of transfer guys who've, they've been okay, like largely okay, but they lack depth and they have to play a whole game, you know? And right. and Paul Mawala, who was a transfer, I think for, it was from Idaho. And Look, he played effectively the entire game against Louisville, and I think that is just a problem, yeah. especially when you're just – they're pounding the rock on you and you're having to make plays in space that it, you get exhausted after a little while, you know? Yeah. And, and it, it, I think that's one of the more consistent themes. It's just depth. It's not a lack of players necessarily. It's a lack of uh, depth players. Uh, I think at the top they're a pretty good team. They'll compete with Wake Forest. I think this can be a good game, but it's if Wake can sustain drives, I think that's when it might become an issue. Right. 
So when you talk about sustaining drives, I think one of the best teams in the country at sustaining said drives has been the Georgia Tech offense. Yeah. I I don't think any of us thought Haynes King would look like this, like from the spring or even after fall camp. I don't think anybody figured Haynes King would look like this. Mm. Just what what can you say about his growth and the offense growth in general? Uh, I think the the marriage between Buster Faulkner and Haynes King has been just perfect um, or about as close to perfect as it can be. Uh, I mean, he leads the ACC in passing. He's got 300 yards per game passing. Um, The offense in general is 14th in the country in yards per game. I mean, they've been doing pretty much what they want to on offense. And Haynes King is a big part of that. Um, His experience playing in the SEC, playing at, at big time games, I think really mattered to Buster Faulkner and, He's got a good ball, man. He throws yeah. a good ball and he's athletic. And I think he's he's been exactly what they've wanted. Um, and that's not to put down guys like Zach Pyron, who Zach Pyron played in big spots last year. Yeah. Um, I mean, he was he had every opportunity to win this job, and this is a job that went all the way through fall camp. Right. But I think it speaks to just the 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 I mean, Brent Keys talked specifically about his IQ, his football IQ. He's the son of a head, uh, of a head coach. His dad coached high school football. Um, he's a dude who grew up. No, learning how to play quarterback. He's been learning since he was a kid. And I think you can see that IQ when he takes the field. Um, so a lot of people looked at specifically what he was under Jimbo Fisher at Texas A&M. And I don't think that's don't do that. <laughs> that's not fair to him. Um, I think this representation under Buster Faulkner has been, and Chris Winkie, I don't want to right. discredit Chris Winkie either, the quarterback's coach and the co-offensive coordinator, but I think this version of Haynes King is the the real version of Haynes King where he can, you know, get out, use his legs, be athletic, um, and then get some zip on the ball. And the offensive line, I will say, is, has protected him pretty well. Three sacks allowed all season. Um, they've done a good job. And then the wide receivers, they're not very big necessarily, but they're fast, and, and they can get some speed down the field. Malik Rutherford, Eric Singleton, the freshman, uh, they've done a good job. Um, they're a little banged up at the moment at wide receiver DJ Moore and Chase Lane haven't been practicing this week. Um, but overall, I mean, this offense has been humming and I think it, it's, it's not the offense that that's not the reason they've been losing these two games. Right. It's more right. just the cons- inconsistency on defense. Right. Uh, you mentioned the offensive line. That's something I've really been intrigued of. I thought that would be a weak spot for Georgia Tech going into this year. And it's looks like a strength. I think that Texas at Georgia Tech's only given up one sack all year. Um, three, three, sacks all, three sacks all year which is again impressive against two power five teams and you know you play a trash can in the middle of that but three sacks is still great has it been a function of the offense trying to get the ball out quickly has the offensive line just looked better what what's happened there so i would say i mean you have two offensive line coaches on this team right i mean you have jeep wade of course the offensive line coach and then right. bring he who cut his teeth as an offensive lineman right. of course he played at georgia tech back in the late 90s and then he cut his teeth again, I will say as as an offensive line coach making his way around uh, multiple stops, including Alabama. Right. Um, Dude's been all over the place and they know offensive line. Um, But the most important thing for this team is continuity. Uh, They had a little bit of an, it was an issue for them last year, but they returned a lot of experience coming into the season. Um, I did not think that they were going to be doing quite as well as as they have. I'll agree with you. Um, I thought that they were going to be a much improved unit. Mm -hmm. And I think, it's a comp, like I said, it's it's football. So it's a combination of a lot of things. I think yeah. run the ball effectively. They've done a good job of opening up running lanes. Yeah. Um, and I think that helps your passing attack because it keeps the defense back, of course. Right. And, and Haynes King, I mean, I think he's just smart. 
Um, he can get them into the right packages and, and get them in the right play. And I think that sort of thing helps an offense and it helps an offensive line specifically. Um, I will also say that, I mean, Louisville had a pretty good offense of uh, the defensive line. They had a pretty solid pass rush. Right. Um, but I don't think they faced a true like world beater of a pass rush yet. Yeah. I mean, in, I'm intrigued to see what happens when they do. Um, it, that might be this weekend. It might be. So you know, take turning it back to the game this week. We talked about the positives for this team, but what can't they do on either side of the ball if they want to come out of a legacy credit union stadium with a win? Uh, they can't give away possessions. Um, they've largely been pretty good about not turning the ball over, but look, they had the turnover on, on their first possession against Louisville that turned into a field goal. And then they had another fumble on a drive where they should have at least picked up three points, if not six, um, that turned into an, I think a touchdown for, for Louisville. Um, they can't do, and they had a four, a, a turnover on downs, which led to another touchdown for Louisville. So that's 17 points in that game. That's easily can't, the difference. Can't happen. It can happen. Um, and, and then they had the, the turnovers against South Carolina. So they had the one fumble. Um, it was like right there on the goal line. Uh, it was like, the, I think it was a half yard line. So it should have been six points, but they lost six points there. Uh, the second interception was trash time. I'm not going to count that one, right. but that's three that have cost them points or put points on the other side. You can't do that in a game like this no. uh, because Wake Forest is going to score. They're going to score a lot of points, and I think they're going to run the ball effectively. So you're going to only have a certain number of possessions, and you have to take advantage of those. Largely, Haynes King has done a fantastic job. I think the offense in general has done a fantastic job. But when you're in a big spot, you're in a pressure spot, you have to make the most of your possessions. And I will say, largely, they've done a good job of that. But this weekend, it's going to be especially important. Uh, that and I'll say it again, open field tackling. <laughs> Gary, this has been great. Uh, before we get you out of here, just one last question. Mm-hmm. What were your expectations of this of this specific game going into the season? And have they changed now that we're actually at this weekend? Um, no, I I not not I wouldn't say change necessarily. I, I mean, I, I knew Wake Forest was going to be a good football team. Um they're three, you know, and I, I mean, you may disagree with me, but I don't think it's a, I, I think the one and two versus three, and zero oh is almost a little deceptive yeah. just based off of the teams that they've played. Yeah, um, both have played SEC teams, but the, there's a big difference between, <laughs> yeah. Vanderbilt, you know, and um, this is the first ACC contest for, for Wake Forest. This is not the first ACC contest for Georgia tech. And I, I think those kinds of things matter because look, Georgia tech understands where they are. They understand that they've got their back up against the wall early in the season um, if they, they don't want to leave the month of September potentially with a losing record or, and that's just not going to be good for them. Um, so I saw Georgia tech jumping on a team like a wake forest or a Louisville or, or maybe a, a UNC or somebody like that down the stretch. They're a good enough football team to do that, especially in offense and the offense. And you talked about expectations. The offense is far exceeded any yeah. of my expectations, anybody's expectations because they've been very good. Um, the defense has, has been underwhelming. And, and But they need this game. They really need this game because you're looking down the stretch. You've got Miami, UNC, you got Clemson and Georgia. Like you only have who one. Made, who made the schedule? <laughs> I, well, they kind of got screwed a little bit with their this new <laughs> format where they have to face Wake Forest, Louisville, and Clemson. Those are your <laughs> That's brutal. That's, that's insane. Brutal. <laughs> so that's not going to be fun. Plus, you always have to play 
Georgia every year. Right, right. And that's always going to be tough. Um, I will say that they play, they generally play UNC really well. I mean, last uh, year was hilarious. Last year and they, I think <laughs> two years ago. I mean, they've, I think they're, they're undefeated against Mac Brown. I'm pretty sure. That's hilarious. Um, <laughs> which they shouldn't have been. No, no. <laughs> because they haven't been to a bowl game, but they can beat Mac Brown. But um, everyone look, has their demons. Everyone, everyone has, has them. Demons, right. Yeah. <laughs> But I think that makes this game extremely important. And I think Brent Key, we've seen flashes of what the the Brent Key team can be. I, I think they just need to continue building. Right. And that's going to take some time. Um, so we talk about expectations. My expectation is make a bowl and see what you can do. Yep. Um, and I think really that has to be the baseline because it, it was it was bad the last couple of years. Yeah. And this is a much, much better Georgia Tech team. And I expected this to be a much, much better Georgia Tech team. I mean, we saw last week. I mean, this is a team. Don't 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 look at the box score of that game. We're down seven points in the fourth quarter, and this was a team last year that got blasted, blasted, where it was forty-two to nothing, and that probably didn't even do it justice about how bad of a game that was for Georgia Tech. And this season, this is a much better team. This is a much better team, and and they are going to jump on somebody at some point this season. Yeah. I mean, this was fantastic. Garrett, where can the people find you on the interwebs, on the air, on the airwaves? Where can we yeah. find you? Yeah. So for any of your folks who are in your Wake Forest folks or, that are in Atlanta, you can catch me on 92 on the game. I do our college football show actually on the, on the station. So college football game time. You can catch me on Twitter though. Uh, GChap ATL. Gotcha. Garrett, as always, thank you so much. This was great. Thanks, Kim.